right, let's try not to fuck this up like last week, huh? <laughs> uh, well, listening back, it was a little bit interesting. Oh, God damn. It was so slow at the end. It was if, so sluggish. If, if you guys are here and you have listened to previous episodes, thank you so much for coming back. We had an experimental episode on location in Montreal last week. Yeah, after it, we recorded at like four o'clock in the morning after a night of drinking. Shout out to McLean's Pub, by the way. What a great establishment. Wonderful, wonderful great, place. Great people there. If ever you're uh, on Peel Street in Montreal, yeah, see them. Absolutely. But yeah, by the time we got to it, it was pretty late, and uh, we were both feeling a little bit. I think the the feedback we we, we assumed it was gonna be the worst episode ever. We've only had three episodes, so that's very possible. But when I listen back to it, I'm like, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> it was more our energy there. I think we we had some good moments. There's some funny conversations, but it's just we're a little bit down. Let's hope that does not happen for this week's episode. But how could it? Because there's oh, so much to talk about. It's definitely not happening here. I'm so excited to talk about this movie. Yeah. Before we do, uh, if you're just joining us for the first time, this is Bad Movies and Beer. I'm Cooper. And I'm Nolan. And we are on a hunt, a quest to find the best bad movies. Movies that are so bad, they're not only good, but great. We're full of spoilers. If you don't want to hear the plot of the movie, leave, go watch it, come back later. Yeah, hopefully you can enjoy it. Uh, Even if you haven't seen the movie, we kind of talk through that plot as well as pull out some of the things that we think are uh, worth mentioning. But you definitely don't have to have seen it before to enjoy the podcast. No, and when we're done, we're going to rate it. On two separate scales of one to ten, one for how bad it is, one for how enjoyable it is, and what are we hoping to get? A crit, crit, twenty. Oh god, the echo machine! I love it. <laughs> I love the echo. Yeah, a movie that is tenor to ten bad and tenor to ten enjoyable. We'll put it in the bad movies and beer hall of fame. Today's episode. This is actually the first movie that you and I did not watch in the same room. Yeah, we we tried something a little bit different just to. Uh, Make it easier for us to put the podcast together this week. We watched the movie apart, so I'm really excited to uh, hear some of your reactions. Oh, me too, man. I'm so excited to hear about this. But first, let's talk about the beer that we are drinking today. It is a Deadly Dark Lager from Caledon Hills Brewing Co. Deadly Dark. Deadly Dark. Haunted House at Night in the movie that we are talking about. I think we should probably tell people what the movie is at this point. I said Spookies, didn't I? Oh, I don't think so. Oh, that would be good to know. <laughs> We're watching Spookies. Very interesting story with this movie, which we'll get into. But yeah, in honor of the haunted mansion nighttime ambiance of the movie, we are drinking Deadly Dark from the Caledon Hill Brewing Company, Caledon, Ontario, Canada. I'm excited. Let's get into it. Oh, no. I uh, just spilled bill all over beer all over my notes. You still drunk from the Montreal episode? I What's happening maybe. here? This oh is my actually gosh. my first beer of the day, so I hope not. <laughs> all right. So this movie, I, I have a question for you before we get too deep in here. How long did it take you to become confused with either the tone or plot of this movie? I, I think that it happens pretty quickly where you're watching and you figure out that something is not quite right. Okay, so it sounds like it's not, I don't mean to interrupt you. It sounds like it took you longer to become confused than it took me because I became confused within literally the first 30 seconds. You're just like, what the Let me the let me explain. Yeah. So before before the movie starts, you see the production company name, Twisted Souls Production. Fascinating backstory with this movie. This movie was originally just going to be a horror movie called Twisted Souls, but then the financier basically fired the director and screenwriter. It was a pair of guys, 
fired them both, brought in a second director on the cheap to take... They had like a two and a half hour rough cut, which is obviously way too long for this movie. And it was never meant to be the length. But the financier, I guess, wasn't happy with it. Brought someone else in. Their job was to trim it down. They shot some new scenes. I think they ended up using about 45 minutes of the original footage, adding in a whole separate side plot, new characters, and trying to cram essentially two movies together. Which, will you tell me how you felt going through this thing? We talked about this movie a while ago, or you'd sort of mentioned the concept of the movie or that it had happened. And uh, you hadn't given me the heads up before I watched it that this was actually that movie. So I started watching it and it became very clear to me very quickly that that's what was going on, that this was two movies filmed separately. Um, yeah, after disjointed <laughs> is the word that I would use. So, so disjointed. Well, the hilarious part is they're trying to pull the plot together, but they can't have any of the actors or characters in the one set of film interact yeah. with the ones in the other. Yeah. And so that was the funny part. Like, not only did they fire the director of the first set or they fired them, they completely replaced all the actors and everybody in Not it. the characters. It's yeah, all like different characters. Yes, I did. so I was like, what the... And it was really confusing to me, and I made a really wrong assumption. Watching it, I figured... You will talk about it as we go yeah, through. Yeah, maybe we'll end uh, yeah, okay, this for the end. We'll come back and we'll talk about so, it. So, yeah. none of this is the reason why... I mean, this was very confusing, but the very first moment that I was confused is when the title of the movie shows up on the screen. We get kind of a blood pouring effect and it spells the word spookies and there's a skull dotting the eye and the skull looks menacing and dangerous like a skull. But then for some reason we zoom in on the skull and the skull, the menacing, scary skull thing turns into like a gently smiling skull. (laughs) It it just kind of like cartoonishly turns and and I'm like, wait, what's happening? Is this, is, is this movie like, is this, is this supposed to be funny? Is this like a kid friendly? Like what? It, Cause this, the skull no longer looks menacing. It looks like happy and like friendly. And I was like, what is, what is the, what is this? The tone was really funny. Uh, it was a challenge cause there were many times in it where it felt like they were going for like a sort of serious slasher horror movie. And then it goes crazy campy. Yeah. I think some of that's budget. Because again, when they brought in the new people, it was like, there's no money. So just finish this, wrap this up quick. Yeah, we're not going to give you any money to make this thing no. actually work. Whereas before, so the, the, what I've read about this movie, what I've researched, the screenwriter's idea was we are going to have a monster on every page. That was their actual saying, a monster on every page. Every scene in this movie is going to have a different creature. And there are a lot. And some of them like are interesting looking or cool. Some of them are terrible. <laughs> but the big yeah. separation between the two things is like all of a sudden there are no more elaborate creatures now it's just people in like makeup or like you know people made to look old it's a big separation yeah it really really i think made this movie probably more interesting oh definitely for sure so let's get into it we open on a pulsing grave there's a chain with a lock over the grave something is clearly trying to get out we get an immediate cut to some sort of crypt keeper Okay, before we even go on, I, I hate to interrupt you so soon. Oh my soon. God, how, what, I know. Really, what? The pulsing gravestone. It was supposed to be a concrete slab, and yep. it looked like someone was like 
waving a parachute or a ruffled <laughs> sheet. I was like, are you yeah. kidding me? This is where we're starting. It doesn't look very solid. No. no. And, and we're going to get a throwback later. And I was oh, just yeah. like, oh, a my big God. throwback. Yeah. So I just the point is something is trying uh, to get out of there. Yeah. Something. Something's breaking and out of there. It shouldn't ground. be that hard. Something's breaking through like a sheet. Saying, yeah. yeah. A paper bag that's wet. Yeah. All right. So we get we get a cut to the crib keeper. He is talking to a he's facing a casket, talking to it. It contains his darling Isabel. And the Crypt Keeper says that some foolish victims are going to arrive. And once they do, we shall be together for all time. <laughs> yes. So then we get a shot of the woods. There is some sort of hook-handed... Uh, so what I wrote down originally was hook-handed gorilla creature, werewolf, goblin. He's like just this purple-faced thing with... I think I think he's a were-cat. He's cat hook. That's what you were referring yeah, to. Yeah, as? He's Cat, Cat Hook. Hook. Yeah. Um, and we're going to talk more about it, but Cat Hook is the like sneak MVP of this film. Do you think so? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. We're gonna we can, talk, we can yeah. talk about that later. We'll get in there. He sees a kid with the backpack that is Billy. And then we see two cars full of people. And these people, uh, the way I thought it was split up was I'm like one car is teenagers and one car is parents. And they're looking for Billy. I thought. But they're not looking for Billy. No. Do they even know Billy. No, they're not connected at all. This is that like distinction in the two productions, right? Like, and I don't even yeah. think they tried to insinuate that there was a connection between them. See, I thought when they first went, they were referring to someone in the third person, like he he flipped out at some party, and I, I in my mind, I'm like, oh, Billy got upset and ran out of this party, but then they never mentioned Billy. They never look for Billy, so they clearly don't know. But this is a no. separate group. Yeah, a completely, completely separate group. So two stories going on at the same time, and they're they're going to be pulled together by the place in which they're both kind of. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So so it's kind of crazy. Billy's out there on his own. Yeah. Oh, but not for long though, because he runs into uh, some guy in a Canadian tuxedo. Yeah. Just <laughs> a lot of denim. But like, and the guy's in a tree. I thought that that was like the the were cat. Like, like I thought Cat Hook had like transformed into a human form. And like I'm like, oh no, yes, that's not correct though because Billy says he's got to go. He's got big plans. Uh, <laughs> the the denim guy tries to send him home, which is real noble of a strange man in a tree in the woods to send the kid home. Who asked for a young kid for a light because he needed a cigarette? Yeah, that yeah, was, I was so just like, Billy. Yeah. Billy, just you know, sorry, Mister, I'm not doing that. He says, I guess I'll be seeing you. And the uh, the denim drifter just says, maybe, maybe, but no, because he's immediately murdered by Cat Hook. I and mean, that's when I found out that he was not Cat Hook. <laughs> well, the way they cut it, make it look like he's transforming into Cat Hook. They literally go from a scene of him to like this like weird motion. It, it into pans Cat down yeah. to the ground and it pans back up and there's Cat Hook. Yeah. And you're like, oh, he transformed back. But then no, because then it pans down again and there's the dead dude all scratched up. Yeah. It was, I it don't was know. pretty baffling. So then we're back to the Crypt Keeper. We see Isabel in the casket. He says he's been waiting 70 years for this and she yeah. moves. So she's coming back to life through some sort of magical power. Is it because he's sacrificing people? Like that was sort of the thing that I was starting to get or like he gains his powers yeah. from killing others, it seems. So I guess like uh, Werecat kills the denim, kills yeah, denim Dan and that's now she start starts to move. I think so. I, think I that's feel like she's like fully awake before they kill most of the people. They kill people. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Well, I... I wondered if a lot... Well, I don't want to give away the spoiler. Well, we're going to get the spoiler here, but we'll, we'll talk more about that as we move right. forward. The teenagers in the car. Yes. The, the teenagers. They're having some beers, of course, and the driver, Duke, what a character, he's worried about his upholstery. They're going to spill beer on the upholstery. And in the back seat of this car, which I believed was the teenage car, is a dude who's like 45. That's rich. And he has a puppet with him for some reason. 
<laughs> to try and make him look younger, I guess. Yeah, so this character was, um, I guess, the comic relief. God, he's supposed to be, but he's terrible. He's not funny. He's awful. He's full of like homophobic and misogynist comments like the entire time. His shirt well, he's, he's wearing. Duke, he's not Duke. Uh, he's rich and rich, he's just trying yeah. to get laid. Oh, but that's all he wants. There's only one single girl there, and she wants nothing to do yep. with him. But you know, well, maybe I because he's, he's wearing a t-shirt he's, with he's himself. Okay, and his I was gonna, oh, I was going to mention that later. Yeah. I didn't realize that until later <laughs> in the movie, but it's fucking incredible. <laughs> he's wearing a shirt with himself and his puppet on it. Yeah, I don't know what they were going for with any of this. He's getting drunk and puppeteering at the same time, trying to get a lady. That, that's the way to do it. I yeah. mean, if a puppet won't bring the ladies in, what will? I mean, yeah. God damn. They're J- dressed, Jim they're Henson <laughs> Slade, I'm sure. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're driving in this car. All of a sudden, Duke's got to slam the brakes on because there's a branch that is blocking the road. He gets out to move it, and when he gets out, he is wearing like a leather karate gi. <laughs> It's all leather, and I'm like, is that a fucking key? I couldn't place where the outfit was from. Like, he kind of looked like he belonged in West Side Story, but like... A karate version? Yeah, like this weird production. It zipped up. He kind of looked like he stole something out of David Bowie's Ziggy Stardust days. Like, But that's how you know that he's like... He's a badass. He's he's the cool one. Well, and he Duke's the cool one. And he never delivered a line without shouting. Again, I'm so confused by the relationship between these people because it, it becomes very clear that the dude in the car behind him, the what I thought was the parent car, is not in any way related to Duke at all. He's just some guy, and like he's like, you know, what's going to happen? All right, let's get out of this place. Wait a minute, what are we doing now? What are you, man? Something you're too old to appreciate, huh? Duke's yelling all the time. I was also really confused about this man. Like, all of the other people look like they They're could They're within about be, 15 years. They look like they could be teenagers, right? Even Rich, in the way that he acted, seemed young. This other guy was wearing a suit jacket. Yeah, he's he, like 50. He was acting super old, but he was coupled up with this, like, one okay, of the well, teen yeah, girls. Well, let's, like, let's talk about that in a second. All right. Because that... That's something that there's a couple of scenes where I I spent the whole time trying to figure out what is the nature of their relationship. And I, I walked out with nothing. I have no idea. <laughs> we get back to Billy. Uh. Billy finds the giant house with the graveyard. There's a grave with no name. He comments on how weird that is. He enters the house. He finds a birthday cake and some presents. And they're addressed to him. He says, oh, I guess they didn't forget after all. So we can infer that Billy's parents perhaps forgot his birthday he's, there's ooh. he starts looking for his parents in this weird creepy Wait, old mansion surprise party he, if you, you walked into a room and you found which admittedly why are you walking into a creepy mansion but if you did and you found presents and a cake and it's addressed to you as your birthday you'd be like oh shit it's a surprise party as, yeah, as strange as a random those dots mansion is, in the woods is not going to have your own but surprise it, party. But if you saw the stuff, you would yeah. assume I that mean, someone there wow. must know you. And you wouldn't assume parents it's, it's led mystical me power. on this creepy, old, weird like trip the, to this the mansion. The denim drifter yeah. was the gatekeeper, and yeah. he was like supposed was to steer him towards to the there? house. Yeah. Maybe yeah. there's a robot and a creepy doll. Yeah, and suddenly we see a shot of like a like a gnome running into the mansion. Also, I thought it was uh, he looked like a little druid. He looked like a, like I couldn't figure out at the first if he was like a child or a little person. Well, we find out later. He plays actually an important role in this. He, he Maybe. I, I, don't I don't know. know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Billy decides to open his present and inside the box is a head that yeah. looks up at him because the head is alive and says, Happy birthday, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> and then the most evil sinister laugh. Oh, just laughing his ass oh off. Oh my and god! And Billy runs, and just as Billy's running, Duke and everyone pulls up to the house. And I have here in my notes: Are they looking for Billy? So unclear. They weren't. 
They weren't. Nope. No, they're, they're just not. at a party. Can you clarify something for me? I'd love to. The head in the box. It's a crypt keeper, right? Yeah, right? Yeah, okay. I mean, it certainly seems like it. I know. I just wonder, like... You wonder it, if his body's underneath the table. Yeah. There's a hole in the table. Yeah, and he's like, just, or were they or implying if he's able that to, he was able to like put his appearance into the... I don't know. What can't that guy do? He can... Yeah. He can do true. a lot, I guess. I mean, he looks like Billy Crystal from The Princess Bride after he aged. I was just like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so Billy Billy is running. He's running from the house. Uh, he gets chased down by the werecat. And this is where I figured out that he was a werecat because as he's... it's His, his offense is all scratching. He's just scratching and making kind yeah. of cat noises. So I'm like, oh, he's a... There's a lot cat. of cat sound effects inexplicably as after he's scratched billy a few times he knocks him into a fully dug grave in the middle of this woods or i guess the graveyard maybe yeah he'd set this up he went yeah. out and dug this before he, he, he was able to like lure billy like he steered him with his hunting skills i guess throws him in the grave buries billy alive yeah this scene was like just so maddening because he like scratches billy once or twice and then knocks him into the grave and does the slowest job of covering him in dirt. Billy had ample time to get his shit together and just like crawl out of there. He just lays yeah. there, like f- dirt poorly, slowly. He probably had out. seven minutes of film that he could have gotten out of that grave where he had like one shovel full on him. Yeah, it would not have taken much, but he just lay there. Yeah, just like kind of like throwing his arms around in the air and. At some point, though, I became concerned for the child actor because they do start piling on pretty heavy. I was like, oh, yeah. my God. The budget for this movie is so low that they're, you know, are they doing proper breathing apparatus? Yeah. Probably not. I didn't think so. I didn't feel no. like that was going to be happening oh, for this man. kid. I was like, I hope this well, kid that, made it out of he, here. Why, yeah. The character didn't. That's the end of Billy. Billy's well, gone. And this, is where, and this is where I think the bride started to get a lot of her, Isabel, right? Uh, started yeah. to get a lot of her energy back. It's very possible. The teenagers, meanwhile, the teenagers, whatever, Duke and his crew, <laughs> yeah. they're, uh, they're in the house. They're drinking. They're partying. But the music they are dancing to is like elevator music. It's like smooth jazz. I'm like, what is this? The music and sound in this movie was really, really Well, when we get to the end, yeah. there's some fucking great, great music. But this was yeah. just an odd choice. Rich, the puppet guy, doing just some atrocious physical comedy. He's like bumping into literally every single person in the room, bringing the puppet up above the couch to like scare me. It's fucking, it's awful. It's really bad. Yeah, his character should have died way sooner. You, I, you were waiting for it also. Oh, God, I was yeah. just, uh, just uh, kill this motherfucker. Although just get him out of there. the way he died was amazing. It was pretty good. <laughs> uh, Duke finds a locked door. He busts the door open, breaks the lock, and a skeleton falls out. <laughs> it was ridiculous how badly he wanted into this room. He picks up a chair and smashes it against the door. Duke will not be denied. No, as his first. And this is not the only chair that Duke fucking smashes in this movie, which is amazing. And then... <laughs> Somehow he pulls out just a giant chunk of metal or a rod to be able to yeah. rip it open and breaks it open. And I'm like, I thought wow. it was like from the fireplace, like one of those like oh, fireplace. Okay. I, maybe not. Yeah, I, I didn't I get a good been. clean look at it because one of those comes into play pretty strong later. Yep. Uh, so but, the, the yeah, skeleton falls in him and the skeleton is holding a Ouija board. Carol, one of the characters whose name we learn right here, she explains how it works. But as she's explaining, she's she's very clearly in some kind of trance. I kind of felt this way from her even earlier. Like uh, when they were outside the mansion about to go in, she sort of talked with no expression. Okay. And I felt like maybe that was something that's happening. But it's I clear was, she's under control right here. Yeah. I was in that part you're describing. I was too busy trying to figure out who the fuck that old guy was and why he was there <laughs> and also what the fuck Duke was wearing. So I wasn't really paying attention yeah. to Carol. I should have maybe. Maybe they really laid the foundation early. She's in some kind of trance. They try the Ouija board. They ask it how old the British lady is. Did you happen to catch her name? I didn't catch her name. I thought her name was Andrea. I mean, maybe. 
So yeah. they ask how old she is. The Ouija board says 24. And she's like, that's exactly right, even though she's much older than 24. But whatever. That's pretty <laughs> standard. Then yeah. that, I actually like this part. This part was kind of cool. They're like, how old will she live to be? And guess what the board says? 24. Yeah. Oh, ominous. So ominous. She has uh, a pretty good look on her face. She's yeah, just like, man. I don't want to play this anymore. I'm no. done with this game. It, the Crypt Keeper, it turns out, is controlling the board. They ask, will they ever leave the house alive? The answer is no. The Crypt Keeper's head starts like weirdly throbbing. This like pulsing vein effect. Yeah. Yeah, which is they blew the whole budget on the reshoot stuff for the for the vein, I guess. So Carol, uh, as a result of this head pulsing, turns into like an old hag. She's possessed. She's become like a demon. Uh, she starts attacking everybody. The British 24-year-old and her boyfriend escape, but they can't start the car because they don't have the keys. Some other dude who I didn't catch his name at all, he escapes, but he trips. And as he lands in the ground, a tombstone rises up out of the ground and all of a sudden like we have like a firework kind of like a carving or etching like effect. a welding effect almost yeah. and it shows his name appears on the I think I, mean, I think that was his name yeah, it yeah. Was his name for sure. and then he sinks into the ground and that's the end of him which that part was actually kind of cool so then uh, the British lady and her boyfriend they run back inside Duke decides to leave even though three of his friends just had very mixed results with that idea yep. opens the door and zombies begin to rise from the graveyard yeah, lots and lots of zombies. Some with actually pretty interesting makeup. Yep. There were a couple of pretty good ones. They kind of looked like they were straight out of uh, Walking Dead. So I was like, uh, Walking Dead brought a little bit of uh, spookies, right? Like I I can, that, that might be a stretch, <laughs> but you never know. Yeah. Anyway, Duke thinks better of this plan, runs back inside. The Crypt Keeper here is just toying with him. And then in the smartest move that anyone can make in a horror movie, they decide to split up. So Duke and Linda, which is his lady friend, they go off. Uh, the old guy, Megan, and the puppet guy, Rich, go upstairs. And the British lady and her boyfriend stay put. All right, so you'll love this because I know how much you enjoyed the romantic scene in Swamp Thing last week. We get a very romantic interlude here where Isabel opens her eyes and the Crypt Keeper has been reunited with his, her, his love, uh, except... When she sees him, she's like, ooh, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> well, he is 70. He's looking horrible, although the makeup is like pretty suspect. But this is like... No, but apparently they were never, they're never really in love. Oh, yeah. She no. hated him. She didn't like him at all. Well, and we learned that she died actually several times, right? Like, this isn't the first he time keeps, he's brought no, her back. Yeah. She, keeps, she keeps dying. He keeps bringing her back. And every time she's like, leave me the fuck alone. You creep. But yeah. he says no. He's, he just doubles down on this. He just says, no, I'm going to make you mine forever. Yeah. Nice guy. Real sweet. Now at this point, we've got the three different groups of people and the movie really starts cutting back and forth between the three, all different places. I'm going to try and just tell each story. We'll kind of go through these one at a time. So, so Duke and Linda, uh, they find another door. He doesn't smash this one. He just opens it. But he falls downstairs to the basement. Well, hold on. <laughs> Not only like... It opens and he's creeped out and his solution to like wondering what's behind the door is to dive head first. It just so happens that that doorway leads downstairs and he takes quite the tumble. He does, but he's okay. In fact, he's better than okay. He's in the mood for love. Oh my God. Yes. Uh, he he's, says a couple things here that are just ridiculous and amazing. Oh God, what am I lying on? Now hold on. Duke will provide. As he's looking around this basement trying to find some supplies, which yeah, I thought He's, trying, he's trying to provide something that they can bang on. Well, yeah, he finds a blanket and goes to put it down, but before he does, he puts it over top of himself and he says, Ooh, 
Look at me, I'm Duke the Horny Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Duke the horny ghost. <laughs> like, is that line ever gonna work? And she's I don't like, know, man. she's into uh, it though. Well, she she's like, no way, Duke. We're not doing this. And then she lays down like, maybe on we the are dirt gonna floor. do this after yeah, she'd she like, already commented about, yeah. ew, this floor is so gross. Then she just stretches out. She's like, oh, it's so nice to lay down. And then, and then, this is the section where, like, the most derided section of this whole movie. Some hands come up out of the dirt floor and they grab her. And she manages to get away, but then rising out of the dirt floor, we get the muck men. You mean the fart monsters? The muck men are the most infamous part of this movie. They they rise out of the ground, they yeah. attack, and they are constantly farting. <laughs> Was that an intentional choice? So, originally, they were not supposed to fart at all. The financier... <laughs> I'm how serious. Does this, how does someone change the decision? Okay, I'm, I'm really the, confused the, by this. The financier, the guy paying for the movie, who yes. shit-canned the original director-screenwriter yeah. combo, he thought it would be hilarious. Fart humor? He loves fart humor, and he was like, this will be great. So they fucking post-produced a bunch of like wet fart noises. It's <laughs> so- <laughs> ridiculous. I was so upset. Right? Like, it sounds like someone's making fart noises with their mouth yeah. as they're chasing yeah. uh, them around this basement. Um, of course, like, Duke goes superhero in his, like, karate G, his leather zipped up karate <laughs> G. He starts showing us <laughs> some of his martial arts skills, He's right? for it. Why not? Yeah, he starts, like, kind of, like, fighting with the fart monsters. But it's, 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 it's Linda who saves the day. Yeah. With quick thinking, she grabs that axe, that hatchet. She breaks into one of those giant, like, wine casks. Yes. I guess. It was wine? Yeah, they're giant wine casks well, Duke in the wall. Duke finds a bottle of wine. Yeah, so that's where you store giant wine casks. Uh, yeah, I didn't know this. She, like, she yeah. breaks in. The, yeah, they didn't quite nail this effect because there's a hole and there's, like, a little squirt of some wine and then all of a sudden a whole bunch starts pouring out and I'm yes. pretty sure it would have all just come out right away. But the wine dissolves the muck men and they kind of fade back into the ground yeah, they from fizz. whence they came. Duke kind of figures this out when he throws a bottle at one of them and it shatters and starts yep. to melt them. It made me think of M. Night Shyamalan. I was like, he's definitely got some inspiration from Spookies oh, from again. Signs? Yeah. You think, wow, you're making a lot. Yeah, I think a lot, <laughs> a lot of people, yeah, a lot, a lot of people of were looking at Spookies. Movies. They, they yeah. focus on the good parts was, of this was and they covered the bad parts. Yeah, man, Signs was a huge hit. Ugh. Absolutely. Number one at the box office for at least one week, probably more. <laughs> at least one week does not sound very long, but I'm sure I'm sure it was. So the dirt monsters melt away. They're gone. Yeah. And um, then where do we go from we, there? Upstairs. So upstairs, and this is where I realized that Rich was wearing a shirt with his own picture on it. He's walking through the hallway, and I was just like, I had to kind of like do the, the, the squint, like the lean forward closer to my TV. I'm like, wait a second. Is he a fucking picture of his own? It's him and his puppet on the fucking shirt? Yeah. He kind of pulls back his like jean jacket, right? Or he yeah. had a shirt over top, and then you can see it. And now, I, I could, could, could you see, because I could not, could you see if... The him in the picture was also wearing a shirt with his picture on it. Is no. it one of those things where it's like the hallway of like mirrors where it goes on forever? No, I, I couldn't see that. Oh. That would have been amazing. Yeah, yeah, man. But no. So he trips. He freaks out. He thinks something's attacking him. It's a fucking cord. More great comic relief from Rich. Yes. And yeah. maybe some foreshadowing. God, maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like a, it. A lot of foreshadowing in this movie. Yeah. So then yeah. he starts just opening random doors. Uh, in one of the rooms, he finds the Ouija board, and he's like, hey, guys, I found the board. But unfortunately, he also finds Demon Carol. Oh, God. Now, uh, Megan and her dad? 
Yeah, this boyfriend. This character. Yeah, we said we were gonna talk about him again. This is the time because this is where I'm really like, who the fuck is this guy? He's he's at least fifty five, and it's gotta be. She appears to be. She appears to be probably like early mid twenties, which yeah. in this movie would make her a teenager. Because yeah, yeah, everyone is younger. Um, and they are holding hands and together. Like I think he's the old guy trying to set a good example for these teenagers. I, that, I don't, I don't how, but like how, I don't know why he goes along with them. Why did he think this was a nice night out? I th- this is clearly someone going along with their partner to something that they're going to hate. She's dragging him there, yeah. give and, it a chance, and he's and putting he's in a like, good show. And then he, he's out, he's up for it, but then he becomes less up for it as the night goes yeah, along. Except yeah. for as the night goes along, he becomes the hero. I almost feel like the story that's oh, trying to be told. Jesus, here yeah. we go. It's going to be. Oh, I, we got to keep going. You got to keep oh, going with his story because it is All so right. good. So they they try to find another way in. They do not find a way into the room that Rich is in, but they do find a dead body. A, a lady has hanged herself. She left a note, and the note was saying basically that she's trapped in the house, and the only way to escape was through death, which is uh, pretty ominous. Yes, Rich is freaking out because of Demon Carol, but the next time we see him, he's just fine. She's gone, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, Carol, come get me. Come on. Obviously, he's feeling strong. Yeah, and this is where they have one of the most interesting edits of the two different movies together. Uh, he tries to exit the door and he can't open the door. The no, the vampire gnome, that little, that little druid kid. No, oh, no, Hook right, Hat's sorry, got yes, the door. Yes. Yeah. So Hook Hat is holding the other side of the door. So they keep hanging back between these very two separate movies. He's never in the room with them. No, they because can't. That's be. impossible. Yeah. But Hook Hat, and they're going to use Hook Hat a ton over the next couple scenes here. But all he does of, is slink around and like, uh, like watch. Yes. And I'm using air quotes. Watch the teenagers as they're in the house. It's really creepy. But he's holding the other side of the door as yep. uh, he's trying to get but then out. Then he lets it open. Yes. And then Rich is in this secret passageway. We cut back to the Crypt Keeper for a minute. Who Has he had a German accent the whole time? Or does he just <laughs> develop that at this point in the movie? Definitely. It changes. I, maybe well, now he's, something he's coming out real German right now. Well, maybe he thinks that's what Isabel's going to like. Like, she's awake now, and he's trying <laughs> like to charm called her. called Wanda scenario, yeah. where if you talk in an accent, the lady will be all into it? Oh, Absolutely. He's trying, to, he's trying to work whatever he can with his bride here. Well, uh, I don't think it works, because in his German accent, he tells her that she has no choice but to go along with him, and there's no escape. So again, coming off real, just real creepy. <laughs> here you think yeah just a little bit um so so sorry this is why i got confused because we see duke and linda again they are exploring and this is where the you called him a druid i i refer to him as the vampire gnome in my notes here he yes. that that kid he sees them also much the same way that hook hand uh sees the other people knows where they are he's hiding in harry potter's room he's under the stairs i guess but again never in the same shot because that's impossible yeah it it's weird the way they did this the way that they like a lot of they, voiceovers. They overdid the yeah. cuts between the two pieces. There's so to, many cuts. Like, why would you try to make them connect so much? Like, you do it so often that it makes it disconnected. It uh, It's so... Yeah, it becomes, like, more glaring almost. Yeah. So, we... we he sees them. Nothing happens. He just sees them. He of course. Can't, he can't nothing for a movie. long time in this movie. We then go back to the British lady. You think her name is Andrea. And her boyfriend, Dave. David, yeah, as she calls him. That's right. They're hiding out in a room with a pull-out couch, and Dave is just catching a nap. Uh, no. He, well, they, they, first he's like, let's get drunk, whatever. And they see him take one swig of the yep. bottle. He spits it everywhere. Oh, you, you think he's passed out? Yeah. I think what? they're implying that no, he passed out. I think he's just popping a nap. No, I think that they except, imply he except, gets super drunk. Except she's in the bed, too. Yeah. They're kind of stretched out, and yeah. it's just kind of, I think, I think they're kind of like, oh, you know, this will all be over in the morning. Let's just go to sleep. Yeah, it was weird. Well, it was. She hears a noise, though. She tells Dave to wake up, but there's a small problem with that. 
The problem is that some sort of worm snake goblin thing has eaten his eye. Yeah, it looked like a green gargoyle mermaid. Like sure. that's how I would describe it. Did it, it have arms? I thought it was it, like more, it of, had a, front more arms, of a serpent. But no, it had front arms, but no, it had like a tail. This is from the, this is from the part of the movie where they had a creature budget. Yeah. 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 And there's a couple of them. So so it, not only has it uh, eaten Dave's eye, it's also clearly killed him. They attack Andrea, yeah, if that Andrea, is her name, the her British name. lady. I think it's her name. She stabs one with a is that the fireplace poker? Yes, absolutely. Okay. In its shoulder. Yep. Uh, you get which, a lot of weird close-ups of yep. the face of these gargoyle all, green creatures. All the like, creatures. Yeah, it's just face close-ups yeah. all day. She she stabs him, gets him off her. There's another one that she squishes under a dresser. And she escapes, and the whole time, just incredibly dramatic music is playing. Yes. Like, they are really trying to pound home how important this scene is. It was like the end of Platoon. Like, the dramatic yeah. music is incredible. Well, and they do cut back to... This is where they're making the connection between the two films. They do cut, cut back to... I kept calling him the sorcerer, but the uh, the guy at the... Crypt Keeper. I mean, maybe he's a sorcerer. He's got all these powers. Yeah. He is clearly controlling these creatures, right? He's controlling yeah. everything. Well, that's true. Everything. So, yeah, but she, it's him and Isabel again. He tells Isabel that the future belongs to them and their children. But wait, children, yes. they only had one son, and you'll never guess who their son is. Druid it's vampire. It's the fucking vampire yeah. gnome. Yeah. No, what the? Yeah. Yeah. You kind of saw that coming. Uh, I did not actually. Oh, really? I had no clue. Oh. I was. I thought maybe it would be Billy. I'm like, Billy? <laughs> Billy? Billy's their son? Why did he kill her son? I don't know, man. This is the point in my notes, and this happened last week, too. This is the point in my notes where I literally wrote down what the fuck is happening in this movie. I yeah. don't know. I'm like, this is where. I don't there, know what's going on. There was man. a lot going on. Oh, God. So they, we cut back to Andrea. She's staggering through the house now. She's all beat up. She's wounded. She's she's in rough shape. And she finds Dave. Dave appears. And he seems fine. Yes. He's, his eyes are both there. And he's like, it's okay. I'll help you. Come here. And inexplicably, she's like, oh, great. Starts walking towards him. Yeah. She just forgets that he's been like eaten by the yeah. other creatures. And, and also how would yeah. he have gotten like past her and it I wasn't quite sure if they were him. trying to say that like she was hallucinating, like she was having she's lost she's that much shock, blood maybe. because of all that's no, happened. No, it's just a Crypt Keeper illusion because uh, Dave transforms into this giant swamp monster who like wraps her up in his scorpion tail and then shoots electricity through the tail. <laughs> <laughs> um, kind of over the place this, this creature was like clearly impressive you can tell how the production like wanted to have that monster in every room like you described yeah this monster was actually kind of cool right I agree. like it yeah. it had some really cool effects it was all slimy it had they a neat put face some effort into it oh definitely yeah. it had a lot of it wasn't movement just purple in makeup it. and a fucking hook that the guy's holding yes. underneath his extra long sleeve <laughs> You could tell the difference in the two productions for sure. Big time, yeah. Um, and this had one of the coolest death scenes, I think, out of all of them. I, I the the tail thing that wrapped around her and pulled her in was really cheesy. Yep. And then the lightning effect to shock her was like, like so, pretty garbage. Yeah. But they used claymation to fucking melt her face. Right. And it was pretty epic. It was like, good. It would have taken yeah. a long goddamn time to claymate somebody's face melting. Like, yes. they would have shot and that over and over and over again. So, to I'm make so that glad work. we're talking about this because yeah. there's another face related death coming up that I'm yes. very curious to hear your thoughts on. But I agree. Like, they, they put some effort into this. Yeah. Like, I still don't understand the electricity tail 
Like it's oh, the creature just clearly can control the electricity in its body more <laughs> clearly, than of any course. other creature. Yeah. But and um, you know what? I'll, I'll say this to them too. At least these creatures are like their original things. It's yeah. not like stuff you've seen before. It's like this is a different, you know, we're it's it's like kind of a lizard thing, but not really. Like they're it's 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 unique. They're putting effort into it. I, I enjoyed that death. Yeah, okay. Sure. Yeah, it was good. So we we go back to Isabel. She's trying to escape through like some catacombs and she is a attacked by like a demon witch creature and then she retreats yeah this weird bride puppet witch thing it, i don't know it man. kind of reminded me of like the macbeth witches like i was oh. like oh i don't and it was almost in a cave I, I like that honest. too i, I was like i don't know if shakespeare made the cut in this uh <laughs> in this that, feature I, film. yeah you don't think that they were drawing on that for this inspiration in that moment this yeah. where you can get some Macbeth that's what it felt like to me but I don't oh, know. It was God. really bad. She still escapes from this weird, creepy old she witch. She just runs back where she came. And, and it kind of just kept popping up behind her and like yeah. laughing menacingly yeah. Uh, yeah. in her ear. I don't know. And then that was a weird but one. we get back to Cat Hook sneaking again. He's just watching. Watching people. He's just looking in the windows and yep. seeing all this stuff going down. And uh, I started to enjoy it. The way that they kept placing him to look there. Now... I mean, we may talk oh, about it's like this. a Where's Waldo thing for you. You're like, uh, where's he gonna pop up next? Yeah, well, Cat Hook was the way they connected the two movies in so many like yeah, him, places, and, the, right? him and the vampire him, druid boy. Yeah, yeah. And Carol, the way that they interacted with Carol and the Crypt Keeper, like Carol that was, was the voiceovers. Of, that was just voiceovers. Yeah, and yeah. And I was like, okay, but it was at this point where I, I almost they had overused it so much that I was like, this is funny now. I like it. I'm really good with this. Yeah. Um. So at this point. Megan and her dad slash boyfriend, they find <laughs> they find Duke and Linda. Duke and the the father figure start arguing about what to do. They get in a fist fight. Okay, this is when they meet. They meet in the upper story of the house. Yep, and there's about a two foot railing. I was like, they are setting up to toss one of these They're people going over, over the rail. that railing. I thought so too. For sure. Didn't happen. And though. then it leads to the fight. I was like, how can there be an absurdly low railing and nobody goes over that's that a shit? Big, you know why? Because that's a big, you need to hire a stuntman for that. These guys can't <laughs> take this fall. Yes, that's more money. They took a couple pretty good falls. Well, so we, we pause the fight for now. We're, we, we're pausing this fight? Yeah, there's a break. They go back to Rich. Oh, that's true. Puppet okay, Rich, Puppet yeah. Rich is still alive. All of a sudden, some lady who we've never seen opens a door. She tells Rich that she's trapped too. Rich is like, perfect. All he's been looking for all night is some trim, and now he's going to hopefully find some. <laughs> she, uh, she, she, we have to edit that? I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm okay you, with it. Can you I say like trim? It. I, I think know. trim's okay. She tells him that they're tr- she's been trapped, but she found the way out finally after who knows how much time. She tells him to trust her. And she knows his name, which is not a good sign. If you're no. rich, like, yeah. I don't care how much you're looking for love. You can't be like, oh, this strange lady who uh, has been trapped but has found the way out but didn't just leave. Instead, she's telling me, the guy who she's never met but somehow knows my name to follow her. Like, this just screams trap. But Rich, well, Rich is probably not the uh, smartest. He's pretty uh, desperate. And <laughs> you, think, like, you think he weighed the, the pros and the cons? Guy, and was like, yes, you know, he definitely did. <laughs> he's like... I'm wearing a shirt with my face and my puppet's face on it. And if there's any chance I can get with this woman, it's worth it. So she leads him to this giant spider lair where he gets trapped in the most hilariously fake web. Him getting trapped in this web is the funniest thing Rich does in this oh movie. My God. It's the worst effect. He falls back into it and the like only reason struggle. the only reason he even appears stuck is because like his like right hand is like behind one of the strands. 
if it was if his hand wasn't behind this trance, he appears to be like a foot in front of it. He doesn't even look a little bit trapped. It's just like it's like rope. It's like string. It's it's it's, he, it's worse than the net in the swamp oh, thing. It is worse it, than that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> We're like, yeah. So he's he's stuck there. Uh, the, now this was actually pretty good, man. This lady transforms into a giant spider again. Creature effects budget. This was a wicked effect. Yeah. Like it started with her face, and she starts to transform, and she starts to look more spider like, and he gets scared and then over the period of about a minute they do this amazing transformation where all of the legs come out and like her head ends up turning into the other appendages of the spider yeah and it looks really it looks cool and it's 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 a good size it's impressive they must have spent some time constructing that yeah i was really impressed with that and now here's where you get to say that alien stole this from spookies even though spookies came out fucking like nine years later she walks (laughs) over and some sort of spider talon mouth thing plunges into rich's chest and drains the life out of him and this is the face effect that i thought we were going to talk about when you mentioned face effect earlier oh my god yes it's how would you describe this it's really good as soon as the alien thing that got stolen from spookies by alien uh hits him in the chest he deflates Instantly. So okay, we well, we cut to what is clearly like a rubber mask. Yeah, it's no oh, longer his yeah. human face. No, no, it's just a rubber mask. And then yes, it quickly deflates. Yes, which I I laughed out loud. That popped me. I was like laughing <laughs> you by like, myself oh my in my living room. Yeah. I just popped. Oh. I couldn't help it. I was laughing really loud at this point yep. too, but I think I might have even had a clap and a cheer on. Like, I, I, I was rewound so and watched it again. It? Yeah, I, I was like, I want to watch this again, um, man. When I was looking uh, around for this movie, or I was looking online, there are a lot of YouTube cuts of yep. just those two minutes because they are so good like yeah, and this one like, popped up in a lot, lot of them like, it, that that's the image yes. him in the spider web is yes. like the image that's like the promotional image it for this movie. spookies and it, it's Great worthwhile stuff. it was i i enjoyed I mean, seeing him die in that moment don't get me wrong it was like incredibly bad in, oh, the, yeah. in the sense of like it's an immediate like that's not a human being no but but this is the bad stuff. good that we're looking for in this podcast. I agree, man. Right? I like agree. That was glorious. Uh, so Rich is dead now. R.I.P. Rich. No word on if the puppet survived. Yeah, they. Where, where did the puppet go? He, did he have it with him. He dropped it at some point in this whole yeah. ordeal. I think he left it with Carol. I would have loved if she incorporated into some of her bad deeds later in the movie, but it didn't happen. Yeah, we cut back to Duke and Megan's dad, who are still fighting. Although at this point, so, it's, it's more sorry. like dance fighting. Megan's dad's. Fu- oh my god, it's really good. It's so no, choreographed. Good. Oh, yeah. It's oh like, my god, yes. <laughs> when they're, they're fighting like humans. When they're fighting it's dancing. He gets like they're thrown doing on a table. He flips off. Uh, this is the West Side story yes, you're talking about with Duke exactly. and his leather They're snapping their fingers at each other, and then Duke tries to smash a chair on the old man. Again, again. Yeah. I love smashing chairs is yeah, Duke's it's move. Awesome. Duke will provide us chair smashing. <laughs> <laughs> I think that we had a counter going or I had a counter going. That was number three. Okay, there <laughs> we go. So they're doing this. And while this happens, the Crypt Keeper causes two statues of the Grim Reaper to come to life and attack them. Yeah, this was actually kind of cool. I liked the Grim Reaper statue in there. And yep. like I enjoyed when it came to life. So so Duke bites it immediately. The statue just kills him straight up. I yeah. thought for sure he wasn't dead. He'd show up. I was kind of envisioning a hero moment where Duke like saves the day. No, clearly Duke's nope. not the hero. Clearly oh, Megan's now, dad is the uh, hero. We'll, we'll, I don't know. Megan, yeah. her dad, and Linda, they escape temporarily. They run her onto like a ledge. Uh, one of the Reapers follows them onto the ledge. The dad throws it off the ledge where inexplicably it explodes when it hits the ground. <laughs> I 
loved this moment. Really? It was my favorite moment in the movie. And sorry, just to be clear, this is not like a weird, like uh, spooky, like spiritual explosion, puff of green no. smoke. This is a fucking yeah. explosion. So this they, is like a, someone lights a like lights a fire that goes to a gas tank death, and explodes. Death is chasing them to the edge of this roof. And uh, Megan's dad decides, I've had enough of this. And he runs at death, grabs the scythe that death holds to slay people, right? His hands start smoking. Like, we don't know yep, where all this smoke's right. coming Is from. Is that the fuse lighting the yeah. dynamite? Well, and then they start sort of, like, wrestling with each other. And somehow he overpowers death and throws him off the roof. The explosion and was ridiculous. they go and pan down to the ground. And death hits the ground. And it is... The most out of proportion explosion in a movie ever. Yeah, it's like when you see a car explode or like a boat explode. Like, there's no reason Dead why. Then hits the ground yeah. and they light up. Like, it's like up. they explode a house in Bad Boys. It's like, great. It, it was it's exactly right. Yeah, <laughs> it was so good. Oh, I I laughed so hard. That's good man. I was just sitting there and I was like, oh my god, yes. And this is where I started to come up with a kind of a theory about that guy. Like, I I think maybe the message of this story is that. Like you see Duke die and you see this old man yep. sort of like becoming the hero. God I damn it. I think they were trying to tell us that you need old responsible men in your life. They were trying to tell oh. women. The, the oh, director is a conservative like, message. This yeah, is like these like, teenagers yeah. are wrong to be part yes, of Yes, I think oh, so. No. This is where I was getting from the director. I was like, oh my God, they're making this old guy the hero, right? I mean, okay, so so this is what happens next. They head inside. They find all these pictures, uh, statues, scrolls, all belong to the Crypt Keeper. And the dad basically theorizes he's some kind of occultist or possibly demon hunter. He makes this plan. They're going to go downstairs and get the vial, which I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? What vial is yeah, this? Yeah, I didn't understand this part I didn't either. either, but this is their plan. They're going to get out of there. Yeah. They want to live. The Crypt Keeper, of course, sees them, and now he asks his son, the uh, vampire gnome from earlier, Druid Boy, if he's ready to kill. Linda, Megan, and the dad go downstairs. They find Demon Carol. The Crypt Keeper, speaking through Demon Carol, says, join us. He says he wants their souls. No big deal. You just, yeah. just give us your souls. You just can, yeah. give me your soul. Yep. Then he tells his son to take over. At this point... I guess the the son has the steering wheel, although there's no clear indication that he actually does anything at all. Yeah, he's just sitting in his dad's chair. He just sits there. Um, yeah. And then, like, Carol's head Her head splits open. Yeah. It starts shooting all this pulsing light out. This is kind of really low-budget effect. Yeah, everyone keeps aging. And yeah, everyone's aging rapidly. The dad crawls towards the skeleton, who I swear was not holding this before, but now is yeah. holding a vial of, like, acid. And earlier, Linda finds a vial of acid in this room with the statues and stuff. Yeah. The skeleton is holding... I swear he was only holding the Ouija board, but whatever. The dad grabs the acid, throws it at the Ouija board... There are all these like firework effects. This is clearly supposed to be the end of this movie. The yeah. climactic, like the dad is saving the day. Yeah. He's the hero. Oh, yeah. All the one of the firework effects shoots the dad in the eyes. And I'm like, oh shit, they're gonna get out of here. They're fine. Yeah, it's gonna be then, good. Then it comes back to the Crypt Keeper, and he essentially is like, This is all going to plan. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, it was, cr- and we never go back, right? Like they're just dead now. No, that's it. Yeah, yeah what, I know. What, what I was, was like, clearly yeah. supposed to be his triumphant moment. Yeah, and even maybe maybe it was a moment of sacrifice where he dies, but the two girls survive. So, Megan and Linda get out maybe, of there. Maybe, but maybe that like. Was that the message of the first two directors? Like the first two directors are like, okay, I'm I'm sure that we, was where we that want movie was the supposed message to, to be. Like they old escape. men are more responsible. In every, in every they will horror save young movie, women. In, in almost every horror yeah. movie, someone survives. 
Yeah, and I think that was supposed to be the plan of the very first yeah. movie, but the second director and or the person paying for the movie was like, no, fuck yeah. that. And, like, and, and we're, like you said, we're done with those characters yeah. now. They're just gone. Yeah. That's well, yeah, it. We never That's hear the from them again. And now we get to the real hero of this movie, Isabel. The bride <laughs> is the real hero. Yeah. She knows what she must do, and perhaps she's always known. She says that. Uh, yes. What she does is she lures the crypty brain and stabs him in the brain with Billy's ice pick. That little kid from the beginning. Like I always wondered. Wait, why, he had an ice pick? Yeah. So I always wondered why Billy was in the movie at all. Like it was really weird that they just decided to kill this 13 year old on his birthday. But I thought it was to establish tone. I don't know. I, I guess. Yeah, that's possible. And also to bring Isabel back to life. But the druid kid steals it out of his backpack early on in the movie mm, and yeah, carries actually, it with what? him, that right? does sound familiar. And then, yeah. and then he ends up bringing it into that room and that's where... She stabs him in the brain. Gets it. Yeah, and now, and as soon as she right does, head. we see a lightning bolt hit that pulsing gravestone from earlier. Isabel escapes the house. She runs out of the house. Yes. As soon as she like lands, she like kind of cr- climbs on a trellis. Right away, she's confronted by a lower budget creature effect. That weird um, dead thing that calls her mama... Yeah, it's really bad. She's like, ma. <laughs> Fucking boots his, his head, head, right? Like, yep. she just kicks his head. And she runs. She keeps running through the cemetery. By the way, the cemetery is like some of the cheapest budget special effects, too. It yep. looks awful. Rise, they all, again, a bunch of dead bodies rise again. And I swear to God that one of them is Denim Dan from the beginning of the movie. It is. Oh, absolutely. It is, right? Yeah, okay, absolutely. Yeah. It is. No, they so, all start yeah. coming back to life. All and of and the death are becoming children. this is where the soundtrack kicks into overdrive. This is so fucking 80s riffic. Yes. It's great. Just heavy synth. I was like... I, at this point, I'm just all in. I'm oh, like, this is great. They we've, use we've hit the music for cues. Uh, tone a whole oh, bunch great the movie. Stuff. Every time Cat Hook's about to do something, you get some great synth beats too. Your boy Cat Hook. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, awesome. So they're so they're they're grabbing at her. They're pulling. She breaks free. She runs. She's running for a long time. This scene is like seven minutes. Oh, it's crazy. It's these overshots of her now, like now you dodging all these zombies. You know why it had to be so long, right? Because <laughs> it had to reach the <laughs> limit. That's right. <laughs> this thing's 85 minutes. Without the seven minutes, it's gonna be like uh, 78 minutes. Not good enough. I That's was my thinking theory. about. Oh, well, yes, sir. Well, and when they do grab her for the very first time, she is there struggling while they grab her legs for at least three minutes. It's really bad. It's a long time, man. I'm telling you, they're just padding it. Yeah. So she breaks free. She runs. She she finds a car. She gets in the car. Of course, there's no keys. And would she even know how to drive? She's been dead for like 70 years. Yeah. She doesn't even know what a car is. Nope. Luckily, some other guy shows up. He's like, hey, lady, we do my car. He jumps in, drives away because he sees the zombies also. And I have to say this. When she's in the car. And he sees her, and all all the time this is happening, there are three zombies kind of up on a ledge yes. above her. Mm-hmm. If you look at the guy on the far left, did you notice what he was doing? No, he's just knees bent, just swirling his hands around in a circular <laughs> motion, rising up and down. He's not advancing. At so no point is he climbing down to get her. He's, he's been just instructed to just yes. look menacing, he, and he's doing a fucking great job. <laughs> that guy, that extra earned his his per diem. That dude crushed it. Uh, they drive away. And she says, I can't believe it. I'm finally free. But guess what? She's not. Because the guy driving the car is actually... Your boy. <laughs> it's Cathook. It's Cathook. I know. He he makes like, it almost sounds like he's possessed. And then he does the transformation that you think is going to happen at the start of the movie. Yeah. And it's him. We yeah. come all the way around. And then just to, just to really put the button on it, the pulsing grave busts open. And it's... The Crypt Keeper. You can't kill him by stabbing him in the brain. He's still alive. 
Was the Crypt Keeper, Crypt Keeper in the grave the entire time? Like, was that shot from well, the beginning? Well, how could he be? I don't know. This yeah, like, this, is, this was babbling to me. I was like, were they trying to say that the shot from the beginning was actually, like, a preview of the end? Or maybe. are they saying that he was in the grave the entire time? Don't know. Because he maybe, busts maybe out. That's, maybe that's like a gate, uh, like a portal, a gateway to hell. Yeah. Who knows? And then he had, like, a three-minute maniacal laugh. Well, okay, but not, not entirely because we also get one more look at the vampire gnome little druid little yeah. jewish boy yeah who he 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 also looks at the camera he's laughing cuts back to the computer everyone's laughing and then and then yeah. and this is where i popped again <laughs> fucking freeze frame yeah freeze frame and oh my god freeze yes, frame I and i was that. just oh. like this is where i cheered i was like cheering and clapping you love freeze oh, frames. i love yeah, i, I love i wipe love some freeze, freeze frames frame endings, and they freeze framed it and i was just fucking done i was done i'm like this yeah. is great it was good. Good stuff, man. Good stuff, Spookies. So we're at the end here now. Um, fuck, man. This is this. Are we just gonna go, can we just go right to the do rating? Do the rating of this? Yeah. So I, okay. So I was really undecided about this, and I'm glad we had this conversation because I was thinking for a while there that I was gonna give this a ten out of ten for bad. Wow. But. Having had the conversation, talking about the thing that was making me give me pause was the creature effects. Some of them are pretty good. Yeah. And I thought maybe it was just me thinking that. But once you said it too, I'm like, okay, so this thing is bad. It's really bad. But I don't think it's a 10 because the creature effects are pretty decent in the original footage. So I'm going to give this a nine. Yeah. Um, It's so hard. As I think about this, um, I going into the movie and actually starting to see that it was two separate movies together, just assumed that it was going to be a 10. I was like, this is going to be so bad that I'm not going to be able to give it anything but a 10. But I, I really considered it. I really considered it. But I agree. I think for badness, I'm giving it a nine as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that seems fair. Yeah. How enjoyable for you. So a lot of the movies we've watched, I've made the claim that I never want to see again. Yep. That is not true for this movie. Oh, my God. Are you serious right I, now? I actually have a huge urge to watch it again like <laughs> as soon as possible. Uh, part incredible. of that is because I, I had the wrong assumption. I had assumed that the Crypt Keeper stuff was all filmed first and mm. that they'd use the teenager stuff as a way to fill in the gaps of things that had happened. So yep. going through that movie, I had a really different assumption than what was true to life, that they had filmed all that teen stuff first and that the Crypt Keeper was the solution. I was so, um, I'm, I'm excited to watch it again. I enjoyed it. I loved a lot of the death scenes. I really enjoyed the monster. I'm going to give this thing a nine. Wow, that's yeah. a huge score, man. I really, really liked it. I was <laughs> I had a good time watching it. That is my my nine and a nine. That's an eighteen for me, which is probably my highest rating, I think. Uh, I think like it's a uh, we'll right go now. back and yeah. take a look, but I think that's very possible. Yeah. I I do not like it as much as you. I had a good time watching it, don't get me wrong. I was gonna give this a seven, but the freeze frame ending. Oh, you always bump it up. I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make a hard yeah. and fast rule right now. Yeah. Any movie that ends with a freeze frame, I'm giving <laughs> plus it plus one, one for enjoyable. Ooh. I'm gonna say this is an eight for me. Wow. Okay, that's so pretty good. So my score is a Holy 17. Cow. Yours is an 18. Good stuff. What did you think of the uh, the deadly dark beer? Um, going in, I was a little hesitant because uh, it was a malt forward lager you had described, and generally I'm more of a, a hop heavy IPA kind of gentleman. Yep. Um, but I really enjoyed the chocolate and vanilla notes in this thing. It was very easy to drink. I would definitely go back for another. 
I enjoyed it also. I won't lie to you. I did not detect the chocolate and vanilla notes. <laughs> <laughs> no way. I don't know, man. It just tasted like a there's, dark beer. It's so on the good. nose. That's it was okay. good, though. Yeah, I, would, was I would drink it, too. Good. good stuff, Kaladin. Yeah. I like you. it. Yeah, that's the first Kaladin Hills brew uh, uh, that I've had. So well, uh, uh, They got a few more. We'll check it out. All right. I think that just about does it then. Next week, this will be exciting. We're going to go for a sexy thriller. Yeah, I'm a little nervous about this. Uh, two two <laughs> friends are about to watch an erotic thriller together. so It'll be great. <laughs> Body of evidence next week, guys, unless uh, something goes horribly wrong. Where can they uh, find us? Uh, information, talk to us. Yep. Um, so first of all, if you enjoyed the podcast, you know, uh, like, give us a rating, subscribe anywhere you get your podcast from. Uh, reviews are always welcome. Tweet us at the BMB podcast on Twitter. Uh, you can contact us with the movie suggestions, the BMB podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you feedback always good and uh yeah we're back next week body of evidence beautiful get excited all right thanks everybody yep thanks for listening keep it spooky it's gonna be every time now you're just gonna (laughs) (laughs) whatever the movie is a night of unrelenting terror Relenting terror.